Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Shoe Speak HR. Uh, I'm joined by the two Amys today, Emily, Jamie Anderson. How are you both? Hello, hello. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Good. You, Amy? Yeah, all good. Thank you, Andy. Fabulous. Well, today we're, we're going to do something slightly different, um, and we're going to record a few episodes like this. Um, but the world of employment and the HR, much like, you know, kind of any world, I guess, is, is full of buzzwords and jargon. Um, and today, um, I'm going to throw some terms out. So I've got the best best job here, but I'm going to throw some terms out to Amy and Amy, uh, and they're going to tell us what they mean. I did think uh, you had the really easy job when I read this, you know. <laughs> So, first one, uh, Amy Leach, uh, what is the Great Resignation? Thanks, Andy. Um, so, this is a term, I guess, that we've heard quite recently in the last couple of years, and it's something that came about following the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and it's basically um, the pandemic changed the way people worked, and essentially lots of people began quitting their jobs in 2021, which has started what we call now the Great Resignation. Um, some probably say it's still ongoing um, at the moment um, as well. But yeah, essentially, it's just lots of people decided that actually they wanted to move on from their uh, current roles. Yeah, I think I think it's fair to say that it probably still is ongoing. Um, but equally, the, the market's quite buoyant, isn't it, for, for in lots of sectors for employees to, to hold the cards in terms of wanting pay rises, wanting better prospects, wanting to be able to work, you know, hybridly and everything else. So yeah, I, I I do agree that it that it is something that's continuing. Um and I guess the great resignation also leads to um quiet quitting. Um what would you say that is, Amy Anderson? Yeah, so I think I suppose it's kind of like working drill, I guess, isn't it? Employees that are basically just doing the bare minimum that their job requires and setting clear boundaries in terms of work life balance. So like an employee isn't gonna take on um a new project if they think that it's going to actually mean they have to work an extra half hour each day or they're not going to volunteer to get involved in a new initiative if they don't think that that fits kind of squarely within their job description and um, i think it's kind of similar to what emmy was saying it became more of a hr kind of buzzword in 2022 and i don't i don't necessarily think it's something that that we hear as much about now but i was actually reading an article the other day which was to basically to the effect that although it's not necessarily a word that's used as much now actually the behaviors are continuing which is similar to what you were saying in terms of the great resignation like not necessarily spoken about as much but this kind of shift in what people were wanting from work as a result of the pandemic is, is definitely still kind of a live issue yeah and you mentioned work to work to rule there that's you know kind of long been a you know kind of a form of industrial action um and it's something certainly where where there is a unionized workforce that organizations should keep a close eye on and, and make sure that 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 isn't being done or if it is if, if it you know to, to ensure that it's lawful and everything else so um so thanks amy anderson uh amy leach hustle culture uh what does that mean yeah, this is an interesting term. Um, so hustle culture is referring basically to the notion that employees must work more than normal hours to advance their careers. So almost the opposite, I guess, to quiet quitting that we were just looking at. And I guess the term hustle generally means you're pushing someone to move faster or more aggressively. Um, and it's kind of that that additional stuff on top of what you normally do. Um, and I think it probably encourages employees to work longer hours, get work done at a more rapid pace. Um, and you see this term a lot, I think, on social media, probably in particular at the moment, LinkedIn, Instagram, things like that, all about that kind of hustle 
hustle culture um but yeah it's probably the complete opposite really of quiet quitting what amy just um looked at i guess my view on that is that that's existed for a long time it's now just got a label um it's because you know kind of certainly lots of lots of organizations i've worked for you know kind of you, that has been evident with with certain individuals and you know kind of everything else and 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 the question is how that works in the new hybrid world as well because you know it used to be if you were in the office you were working uh, and you know kind of whether that was the reality or not um it was a different question but obviously now people are not necessarily in the office as much um so yeah um, interesting to see that the hustle culture lives on um Amy Anderson, last one for you. Um, what is the employee experience? I suppose, in simplest terms, this is really about how employees feel about their employer and how their and how their employer treats them. So it covers like loads of loads of things like recruitment, onboarding, everything that goes on during during employment. So day to day management, appraisals, office environment, the technology provided by the employer to do the job. So it literally covers all aspects of the of the employment relationship. Um, so pre and I suppose post as well, which is important to point out, which is the bit that I suppose makes it different to um, employee engagement because employee engagement is generally focused on the current current part of relation. Uh, sorry, the current part of employment rather than say like the recruitment process and anything kind of post post exit. Um, but I think now that this one has like a phrase, it does demonstrate a shift in how the people how people view the employer and the employee relationship. Because I, when I first joined the world of work, there was definitely so much less focus on how the candidate felt about the experience. Like the main part of it was about actually what the candidate was going to bring to the business, and not this kind of whole switch of actually what a particular business could do, um, could do for a particular candidate for a t- particular employee. Yeah, interesting. So I, I guess that's you know kind of something that if you look in you know kind of outside of work life, it you know kind of that. That experience, whether it's you go into a hotel, whether you go into a spa day, whether you go into a restaurant, you know, kind of people, people want that experience for you to walk away and, and talk positively about their business. So, you know, kind of, you know, who better advocates of your business than your employees? So if you can create a positive experience, then, you know, kind of that, that can only be a good thing. Um, well, that's been really interesting um, and enlightening. Um, we, we, like I said at the top of this episode, we are going to do a, a few of these where we cover off, um, you know, kind of various HR employment law jargon. So, you know, kind of like I said, we will cover a number of these. But if if any of our listeners have any particular buzzwords that they come across and we haven't mentioned, uh, we'd love to hear them um, and how they're interpreted within your organisation and or you know kind of what you know, we can answer the question in terms of what our views are of of those particular phrases so thanks amy's uh, and i look forward to the to the next uh, episode in in this mini series 